Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Houston Cougars have been the class of college basketball all season long. The question isn't, can they win it all? It's if anyone can beat them. The answer may surprise you. We'll also get you set for some other teams to watch in the tournament and why the Dolphins just kicked off a busy week in the NFL. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. They are the favorites to take home the men's college basketball national title. FanDuel has them at 5-1 to one to open before all of the craziness gets started. The Houston Cougars, the number one team, near unanimous number one team in the nation heading into conference tournament weekend. Conference tournaments now behind us. Now it's time for the big one, the big tournament. Parker Ainsworth from Locked On Cougs joins me now. And Parker, Houston is not your traditional number one team. They are uh, not a blue blood program, but they have over the last few years been a terrific top program for the casual fan. Give us a little insight of how, how this team has been built. Well, it's really been a nine-year process of Kelvin Sampson. Uh, Kelvin Sampson was assistant coach to the Houston Rockets, actually, and was looking to get back into college basketball. Had a really heartwarming story earlier this year talking about how his dad's the guy that kind of talked him into it. Um, he comes back to college basketball, stays in town, and makes it this very much family affair. His son is his lead assistant. Uh, his uh, daughter runs some of the PR kind of stuff. I mean, it's a very, very family-built program, and it's tough defense and good guard play, and it's it turned into a team with quite like a couple pro guard kind of guys. I mean, it's a really strong program these days. So th- let's talk about the basketball because this is a, a team that you know there was there it had its its run um, a, a long time ago. Most of the people listening to this show probably do not remember a Final Four Houston team, and that's okay. That's okay. But um, this team on the floor this year, they have clearly been the best team in basketball almost the entire season. What makes them so tough? Yeah, so th- they did just get to the Final Four in 2021 after the pandemic. Uh, they, I will say, though, that was like a surprising year, and now it was kind of feels expected. And I think the difference in that is uh, Samson has been building this program to where, like, with these guards, he's staying very close to home and recruiting Dallas and Houston, um, the same kind of ground that recruits uh, that the Big 12 recruits across the board, right? The same exact kids, and now Houston is going into the Big 12 next season with a lot of those same kids, um, and truthfully, it's been kind of swelling for a little while now. 2021 felt exciting. This year, Houston, like Final Four is in their own backyard, played at NRG Stadium in the city of Houston, and they're really, really excited to get to play in front of their home crowd in the Final Four for the first time. Uh, I, I guess I'd have to go back and look, but I don't know many teams that are in a city that can host the Final Four that are also getting to play in it. Like it may be UCLA at some point in the long, long time go past. Yeah, I guess I was thinking of this team as an extension of that 21 team. I was thinking more of those teams, 82, 83, 84, when they go to (laughs) all those Final Fours. But I understand your point. Um, If there's something that is going to trip them up, because it's not like we have seen like number one seeds waltz to the finals. There's as much parody in college basketball as we have ever seen. What is going to be the thing that trips them up, if anything? Well, it's interesting because... Going into the weekend, I probably wouldn't have said there was much. Uh, over the weekend, Marcus Sasser sustained a groin injury. He's a mm. pro-bound guard, projected as a late first-round draft pick in the summer's draft. He's a senior, big-time shot maker. 
and he suffered a groin injury on Saturday. They didn't need him. He warmed up on Sunday and did not play, um, and then they lost. And so I think that the like back of everyone's mind thought in Houston is that how healthy is that groin, and does the offense look that bad with him out of the, out of the picture? Because you know, I guess they're playing a 16 seed at the gate, and no disrespect, North Kentucky, it has happened before, but playing Auburn in Birmingham, Alabama, you know. Auburn's the nine seed right there for that next game. Like that is a tough matchup. Yeah. If you're potentially missing, them, basically. <laughs> yeah, home game for them. And if you're missing your best score, you got a, you got a problem. You got, and so that's kind of, I think looming. And then everyone in, in the state of Texas looking at potential elite eight matchup with UT Austin. I mean, that is, that is just chef's kiss for like, <laughs> like what, what you'd have to do to get to play at home in the final four. I mean, that that's, I mean, that's a tough matchup, but that's a lot of fun. It, make the case that they're the, the best team in college basketball and that they're going to win it. If they're going to win it, why? Well, so they lead with their defense and defense travels, even in their tough offensive outings, like against Memphis, right? Or in, uh, it, they played below average against ECU to open up the AAC tournament or their couple of losses this year, even they're holding teams to well below their scoring standards uh, of the 23 different po- opponents they played. Some of them they played twice, um, but of the 23 different opponents they played, nine of them got held to their season low in scoring. Um, and that's that's just a mark of a Kelvin Sampson defense. And the Ken Palm era for all the analytics people out there, typically you have to be like top 40 in offense and top 22 in defense. Houston is 11th in offense and fourth in defense. I mean, like they are... Seems at the good. top, of, yeah, seems good, and I, I think that all that kind of stuff, plus this like motivation of like if if we get to the final four, right? If we can do this one piece at a time and get there, there's a real good shot that you're cutting down nets in Houston, and that I think that's kind of the motivation driving factor behind a lot of this. Stay up to date all year on Cougars Athletics by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cougs on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, we pinpoint some teams to watch in the tournament. Before we do that, the Commanders shelled out a bunch of money for a defensive lineman. The midway point of the NBA season is here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe and secure and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Or you can check out tonight's matchup between the Grizzlies and the Mavericks, Memphis without John Morant. But FanDuel has them favored by one on the road in Dallas. The Mavs will be without Luka and Kyrie is questionable. You can also combine multiple prop bets in one game into a same-game parlay for an even bigger payout. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Washington Commanders and defensive tackle Deron Payne have reached an agreement on a four-year, $90 million deal that includes a $60 million guaranteed chunk of cashola. The Commanders had placed a franchise tag on Payne earlier this month and quickly started negotiating with Payne's representatives. The Commanders wanted to strike a deal before free agency to help them retain their other key players and to potentially be more active in free agency. The contract makes Payne the second highest defensive tackle in history behind only Aaron Donald. The first two number one seeds in the women's NCAA tournament were obviously going to be South Carolina and Indiana. 
Virginia Tech and Stanford nabbed the other two spots with reigning National Player of the Year Aaliyah Boston leading the way, South Carolina, which hasn't lost a game in over a calendar year, is six wins from becoming the fourth program to repeat as national champions, as well as fifth to complete an undefeated season. Iowa and UConn were considered contenders for the final number two, number one seed, but now end up on the number two line. They joined the Maryland Terrapins and the Utah Utes. The Brooklyn Nets just continue to play well, even after trading away their pair of superstars. They edged out the Denver Nuggets, who are currently the top seed in the West. Doug Norrie locked on Nets. Oh, baby, coming at you. Following a 122-120 win by the Brooklyn Nets over the Denver Nuggets, Brooklyn went into the mile-high air to face Nicole Jokic and company. Looked every bit like they were going to roll over at the end of the first half, but came storming back in the second. Were able to switch defensive schemes against Jokic, really frustrate him, and then hold off a late-game rally to ultimately take this one a huge win for Brooklyn on the road. Fifth seed in the East, have won five of their last six games. No Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving, no problem for this team. They got Mikael Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie leading the way. We're going to be talking about the huge win by Brooklyn, the play of these new Nets, the surprising outcomes that they continue to put forward, and what is remaining for the rest of the season. The Pelicans dominated the Trailblazers as they both fight for play-in positioning in the West. Trey Murphy puts his name on the map with a performance that could save the Pelicans' season. I'm Jake Madison, host of Locked on Pelicans. With Zion Williamson still out and Brandon Ingram missing another game, the Pelicans need someone to step up and score some points. And Trey Murphy did just that. The second-year wing put up a career-high 41 points, making nine threes in a blowout win over the Portland Trailblazers. He was scorching hot in a game that the Pelicans could not afford to lose. Defensively, the Pelicans have been fine this season, but without Zion, they've struggled to score, and we're still not sure when he's returning. And it's been tough to rely on Brandon Ingram He's only played 31 games this year. The offense needs to come from somewhere. And as the Pelicans' best shooter and a guy that can drive and be aggressive and attack the rim, you have to figure Trey Murphy is going to be a featured part going forward. We'll find out if it's enough to get the Pelicans into the postseason. And on the ice, the Detroit Red Wings were able to build a lead and hold that lead over the Boston Bruins. After a tough 3-2 loss in Boston Saturday afternoon, the Red Wings respond in a big way, handing the Boston Bruins just their 10th regulation loss of the year on the back of a Dylan Larkin three-point game to win it 5-3. Scotty, what did we see in this Sunday matchup between the two teams? Well, for a little bit there, you were kind of worried it was going to be blow lead 2.0. Krebs back in at Boston did a little bit late, but... Uh, no, very fun game. Very fun game. Uh, a couple of really key moments and really cool goals, to be honest with you, that I'm sure we'll talk about on tomorrow's show. But uh, really impressive weekend as a whole. I mean, yes, they blew the lead on Saturday and ended up losing. But, uh, I mean, overall, going toe-to-toe with, like, clearly the best team in hockey up to this point and uh, get doing what they did this weekend, I'm pretty impressed. Absolutely. We'll have the whole game breakdown for you on Monday's episode of Lockdown Red Wings. Here is another story you need to know. The NCAA tournament seems like Houston's to lose, but one team that could be a huge roadblock should they meet in the Final Four, UCLA. Well, the Bruins don't get totally hosed as they get the two seed in the West. A lot of prognostications could have been eh, the one seed in the West, dream scenario, but 
I guess without the Pac-12 championship, you're not going to get the one seed, despite all the carnage in the Pac-12 title game and all the other conference title games where a lot of the potential one seeds lost. So I guess you can't hate it for UCLA. You get stuck in the West. You stay on the West Coast. You get Kansas as your one. Potential Sweet 16 bout against either Gonzaga, maybe ASU sneaks out of the first four there. And then UCLA just got to eke through Asheville or maybe either Boise State or the likes of Northwestern. So an interesting part of the bracket, I think the key thing is a dem bonus health and the health and stability for UCLA overall. I'm Zach Anderson, Yoxham with Locked On UCLA. Wasn't the worst thing in the world, but certainly wasn't the most deserving of seeds, I think, for UCLA. They certainly deserved one. But either way, we'll, we'll look a little deeper into this bracket when we talk about it on a full episode. So check it out on Locked On UCLA. The Bruins are two seed in the West. After having a top pick in the NBA draft last year, the Auburn Tigers fell into a number nine seed in this year's tournament. If they pull off a first round upset, though, they'll meet the Cougars in the round of 32. The Auburn Tigers are dancing just two hours away from Auburn's campus. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked On Auburn. And I think the Tigers surprised some folks when they got that nine seed playing in Birmingham against the eighth seeded Iowa Hawkeyes. And I think when both of these teams are watching tape, getting ready for Thursday's matchup, it may feel a little bit like they're looking into a mirror. I think both of these teams like to shoot threes. I think both of these teams like to play with a little bit of pace. And I think some of them, uh, they probably give up a little too much defensively at times when you look at both of these squads. We'll certainly see how both of them fare, but I really think the fact that Auburn is playing in Birmingham is going to be a nice deciding factor in this one. We'll talk about it every single day. Locked on Auburn, your team every day. Another number one seed has a strong argument after a good season. Kansas leads the West bracket, or as some are calling it, the bracket of death. Kansas gets a one seed, but the third overall one seed. I'm Derek Johnson with Locked On Jayhawks. Bit of a surprise that KU didn't get the Midwest, especially after Houston ended up losing big to Memphis in the AAC title. Uh, certainly them winning, it would have been a little less of a surprise. But uh, the, the, the brutal part of this for KU is who's in the bracket. Seems to be the bracket of death. You have two really good 4-5 seeds in UConn-St. Mary's. Even the 8-9 matchup is scary. Arkansas has a really talented team. Uh, the 9 seed with Illinois, I guess, beat Kansas by like a point in a secret scrimmage at the beginning of the year. And then the bottom side of the bracket, yes, you would only have to play one of the teams, but you're pretty much guaranteed one of them will be very good. It could be a TCU. It could be a Gonzaga. It could be a UCLA. Very difficult region for KU. The, the, the one, I guess, positive way to look at this is well, maybe they'll play with a chip on their shoulder because they're mad they didn't get the Midwest instead going to Houston, but a very difficult bracket. We'll be breaking it down, their upcoming matchups, and plenty more this upcoming week with Locked on Jayhawks. There's always one bracket of death. Someone's got to be in it. Stay up to date all year on college basketball by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on College Basketball on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Also, check out the Bracket Show on the Locked on College Basketball channel today. Coming up, the Jalen Ramsey trade kicks off what may prove to be a busy week in the NFL. Have you ever been looking for something online and not wanted someone else to know what you were looking at? Or maybe you just are on the internet at your in-law's house, for example. I was just at my in-law's. Maybe, you know, even, even in the off chance that they might see it, you were just like, I'd rather them not. And I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? 
Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited. That's why even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the US can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure server so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, you won't even realize ExpressVPN is on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV, so there's no excuse not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash locked, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash locked. expressvpn.com slash locked to learn more. The LA Rams are purging. Insert the Miami Dolphins, who acquired Jalen Ramsey over the weekend. Jalen Ramsey, you, sir, are a Miami Dolphin. The Miami Dolphins agreeing to terms with the Los Angeles Rams to send the Pro Bowl corner to the Dolphins to pair with Xavier Howard for the 2023 and presumably 2024 seasons. The Dolphins are sending a third-round draft selection and tight end Hunter Long back to Los Angeles in return for the services of Ramsey. This is the Dolphins' latest big splash trade acquisition in the last 12 months, joining Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb as big-time primetime players the Dolphins have added to their roster in their bid to compete in a busy and crowded AFC conference. For the Dolphins, with defensive coordinator Vic Fangio in tow as well this season, it's appearing as though the improvements needed on the defensive side of the ball are well on their way. And this is just the start of what could end up being a crazy week. The Minnesota Vikings started a full overhaul of a team that cruised to a division crown. They might not even be committing long-term to Kirk Cousins. They've already moved on from Eric Kendricks, from Adam Thielen. And there's talk that Dalvin Cook could be on the trading block. Kirk Cousins might be on the trading block. We know Aaron Rodgers is on the trading block, even though we're still we're still waiting on a decision from him mere moments before this opening period of free agency where teams and players can talk, but no deals can be struck. Lamar Jackson is on the trade market. Odell Beckham is trying to drum up support for his return to the NFL. This is just the start. This was just the appetizer. Jalen Ramsey, an all-pro cornerback, just the start of what could be one of the craziest off-seasons and craziest weeks in an off-season we've seen in a long time. And finally, North Carolina entered the season as the number one team in America. That is according to the Associated Press preseason poll. After an improbable fall that ended without a spot in the tournament on Selection Sunday, UNC's campaign has ended. The Tar Heels, the first team to start number one and miss the NCAA tournament since it expanded in 1985, announced they will not accept an invite to the NIT. And let's be honest, what does a program like UNC have to gain from the NIT? Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. 
Coming up tomorrow, who will make the biggest splash in NFL free agency? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.